Hi, my name is Dunya Kizzy, and I will be discussing my culture and heritage in this podcast. To start off, both my parents were born in Baghdad, Iraq. My dad came to America when he was about two years old, and my mom came when she was about seven, both hoping to find the American dream. My dad speaks fluent Chaldean, and my mom speaks fluent Arabic, but regardless, I am 100% Chaldean. Sadly, I cannot speak either language because of the language barrier in my house. However, I am deeply devoted to my culture and would not want to be anything else but Chaldean. When searching for holidays and customs Chaldeans did in Iraq, I first went to my mom, being that she lived there for seven years. We have a tradition still that we do today where we go to about four or five different churches on Good Friday to honor our Lord Jesus Christ. My mom and her family, along with the other Christians, did the same traditions and brought it over to the United States. Another tradition that was brought from Iraq to us is called Ba'utha. Ba'utha is a tradition we do every year before Lent. It occurs three weeks before Ash Wednesday and is a three-day fast to remember the fast of Nineveh, which is a plain in northern Iraq where most Chaldeans live today. The tradition follows the story of Jonah who was swallowed by the whale. Ba'utha is a time for us to remember how important it is to be humble and forgiving. In these three days, most people try not to eat a single thing, but since fasting is fairly difficult, a lot of people just do not eat meat and do not eat dairy, which is exactly what my family does. According to Middle East festivals, people in Iraq, as well as other countries in the Middle East, celebrate Naruz, which is the Iranian New Year. This day celebrates the first day of spring and the beginning of a new year. The celebration lasts for about 13 days and is celebrated by people of all religions. The celebration begins with a spring house cleaning and ends with a big feast. This year, it was celebrated on March 21st, but it can also start on March 22nd, depending on what country one lives in. Naruz has been celebrated for over 3,000 years, and it focuses on the psychological aspects of light overcoming darkness, which symbolizes the warmth of spring overcoming a cold winter. My mom recalls celebrating this grand tradition that is celebrated all over the Middle East. However, we no longer celebrate it in the United States. To continue, Christmas in Iraq is celebrated much differently than it used to be and celebrated a lot differently than we do here. Back then, my mother and her family celebrated Christmas the same way we do, but without the multiple gifts and presents. Now in Iraq, when the few Christians left, there is a ceremonial reading from the Nativity story from the Arabic Bible. During the reading, family members gather around and light candles and listen while someone in the family, usually being the youngest, reads the passage. When the story is finished, a bonfire is lighted using those same candles and a pile of thorns. The thorns symbolize good fortune for the future. Once the thorns have turned into ashes, each family jumps over them and makes a wish. While we don't celebrate Christmas by jumping over thorns and making a wish, we do celebrate it by going to Christmas Eve Mass or Christmas Day Mass, which is something Iraqi Christians still do today. My family does not celebrate Christmas the way Iraqi Christians do or celebrate the Iranian New Year. These traditions are important for sure, but to my family and I, Ba'utha and the visiting of the churches are far more valuable as they center around the importance of God in our lives. My whole family is very religious and take these traditions fairly seriously. In terms of the new year and Christmas, we are still involved, but in very different ways. To me, as long as we celebrate the traditions we care about the most, the other customs do not compare. 
I do wish to one day see what the 13 days of celebration is like and to see a Christmas ritual one day. But until then, the traditions we celebrate now are very near and dear to my heart. A few days ago, I asked my mom a few questions regarding our culture and how she views all of our traditions. What is one tradition you would like to ensure continues on to any future generation and why? One tradition I would like to continue with my kids and future generation is how we celebrate our weddings. Chaldeans are known for big, fun weddings. They usually include our music, dancing, our attire, which is very dressy, and food. And one of my favorite, and my kids will also agree, it is called the Zephba, which includes the drummers and the flute players escorting the bride and groom into the banquet hall. It gets everybody off their seats and everybody clapping and dancing and so happy for this occasion. In your opinion, how has our family's culture impacted your life? Our Chaldean culture has impacted me with the importance of family, not just immediate, but extended, and as, and as friends as well. We love having gatherings and friends over. We don't know how to do anything small. So always have a big feast, and the more the merrier. Another impact is our religion. As being younger, I used to go to mass with my parents, and I didn't appreciate it as I do now with having my own children. Religion is very important to our culture. It helps us grow and get closer to God. Do you identify with our family's culture? Why or why not? Yes, I do identify with our Chaldean culture. We have many traditions, food, music, and values that I've learned and grown to love. I came to America with my parents when I was only seven years old. My parents kept our traditions and strong beliefs. And as I grew up, got married, had my own children, I wanted to instill our Chaldean traditions with my own kids. As far as having our dinners, learning how to bake our certain foods or cook our certain foods, or even listening to certain music that my dad grew up listening to. I wanted my children to, un to hear our um, traditions as well. What traditions or customs does our family practice? Another great tradition that I, I like to and hopefully I will do with my kids is called a Tanatha, which is the blessing of the rings. So basically when um, a, a woman and a man get engaged or one of my kids get engaged, we have a priest to bless the rings for um, a blessed engagement and for God to guide them. At the same time, after we get the blessing of the rings, we have a beautiful dinner, sometimes a party depending on the families of bringing the two families together. And of course, we eat and we dance and we celebrate this new blessing. With that being said, I love my Chaldean culture and I love my family even more. However, both of those things can be pretty overwhelming at times. In Pairs of a Willow Tree, I believe I identify the most with Amy. Amy doesn't know where she belongs in her family or her culture, but does what she can to be a part of everything. She has that desire to be Polish, but struggles with the family dynamic and beliefs. She is slowly finding her way in the world the same way I am, and she is growing as a woman the same way I am as well. When Amy is in Thailand, she tries to gain the understanding of herself and the relationship she has with her family, especially her mom. As she talks to the man about family and leaving home, she thinks and reflects about what it truly means to be a part of her family in this quote. I wanted to explain how it was in the United States, that there were as many reasons for leaving as there were for staying. 
that no one was sure they were doing the right thing until they were doing it. He said, the West is different. To leave home is okay. I said, to stay at home is okay too. Page 281. In this interaction, she realizes that it's okay to want to leave home, but it's also okay to want to stay. What matters is why she's leaving or staying. I relate to this so much because I plan on moving away when I get older, but the only thing that would be holding me back would be my family. Like Amy, I would have a hard time leaving and a hard time staying. As much as we both want to be immersed deeply in our culture, we never know who or what to choose. Being that my family is super close and super devoted to our culture, it would be just as hard for me to leave as it was for Amy, which is why I feel like I relate pretty well to her. Likewise, in the very beginning of the book, Amy says, When I looked at the picture, I remembered how delicious those pierogies were when we finally finished. How the drift of the aroma reached my great-grandfather and pulled him out of his nap on the easy chair and brought him into the kitchen. Page 15. I read this quote and immediately thought about how my culture's food is able to build bridges and bring people together. In this quote, Amy remembers her roots, what she loved about her culture, the food and the memories. Yes, Amy did struggle with family, but she did all she could to stay rooted in her Polish culture. She used pictures to bring her back. I can relate to Amy on so many levels. We both care about our culture and family, but struggle with those things as well. I have always loved my culture and I always will, but at times I do feel pretty disconnected as I was born and raised to be an American with Chaldean roots like Amy was raised American with Polish roots. Family will always be hard and complex, but in the end, to stay home is really okay.